the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Fox News blew it. Yep, that Fox News. Uh, Fox News has gotten a lot of mileage out of making noise about media bias. Uh, they've done it from the beginning of their uh, existence. Most of it obviously coming from the left, speaking of the bias. But uh, you're either calling it down the middle or you're not. And today Fox News had a chance to show that uh, it is all about them reporting and us deciding, as they've been saying since they went on the air. But they accepted an invitation from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis today to televise his bill signing live on Fox and Friends this morning. Uh, It's an election bill that conservatives will like, but Fox News was the only media outlet allowed in for that signing. It was an exclusive for Fox News. That's not good. A bill signing is a news event. It's not a campaign event. And Fox News would be tearing it up uh, if all the liberal outlets were allowed in and they were excluded. Uh, It just gives credibility to the claim that uh, news operations have become propaganda arms. So obviously the Democrats have many more uh, media outlets on their side, but that's not the point. Um, Because if it's journalism you're selling, and if you are selling the idea that you are fair and balanced, you should not be in favor of any government official picking and choosing which media outlets are allowed to cover official announcements. Here's what Fox should have done. They should have made it clear that they had a chance for an exclusive on the story, that it was offered to them, but that they turned it down. And they should have told Governor DeSantis that if all of the media are not included in the event, then they wouldn't be either. He'd have a non-event for himself. No cameras. It would have been him by himself uh, speaking to nobody. And if Ron DeSantis is justified in shutting out the liberal media, then the big guy would be uh, more than justified in shutting out Fox for his next event. Fox uh, tortures him. Peter Ducey tortures him, not him necessarily, but his press secretary every day. Sticking up for journalism would have been the ethical thing to do for Fox. Not a good look for them. Meanwhile, uh, speaking of not being a good look, um, juror number 52 in the Derek Chauvin trial said under oath that he never attended any rally supporting George Floyd. He lied. And there's more to the story, which we'll hear from Victoria Taft of PJ Media after the break. And coming up in our second half hour, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Alfred E. Newman was in town to inspect our bridges and sell the big guy's job and infrastructure program. We'll get a former Republican congressman's take on the program and the visit. Stick around. Every great team needs a great leader. As a successful local radio sales manager, you know you have what it takes to help others succeed. Salem Media Group has a place for you as the Pittsburgh team's next general sales manager. Here, you can put your talent and creativity to work as you lead a seasoned marketing team in a professional and family-like atmosphere. As you hit the streets with our local media strategists, you'll use your knowledge of radio, digital, and social media marketing to provide integrated client-based media marketing solutions that will help our customers succeed. Minimum two years experience as a local sales manager, director of sales, or sales manager with a proven track record of success is required. Must be proficient in Excel, Word, Outlook, and PowerPoint. See full details, responsibilities, and requirements when you apply now at SalemMedia.com slash careers. That's SalemMedia.com slash careers. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. 
A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offers valid through 63021. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrustpittsburgh.com. It seems like just yesterday when I captured my son's first steps or when we recorded his soccer games on VHS tapes, those moments are gone. But the old home movies and pictures don't need to be. That's why my son created Legacy Box. That's right, Mom. Over 800,000 families have used Legacy Box to digitally preserve their home movies and photos. Simply fill Legacy Box with your old camcorder tapes, film, and photos. They will professionally digitize and send them back on DVDs, thumb drive, or the cloud. With family staying close and Mother's Day around the corner, it's the perfect time to get your Legacy Box and save your family's history. After all, few things are as important as protecting your precious memories. Give your mom a Mother's Day present she'll never forget. Plus, Legacy Box is offering a 50% discount. Order your Legacy Box today. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX and for a limited time get an incredible 50% off your order. This is one of the best discounts we've offered. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for 50% off. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all-day comfort, and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high-quality leather and a premium indoor-outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. This is John Steigerwald. Visit MyPillow.com for deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the new My Slippers. Click the radio listener square and enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. Remember, use that promo code STAG. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Right now, Derek Chauvin is uh, sitting in a jail cell somewhere in Minnesota. Uh, he'll be sentenced, I think, later this month for the murder of George Floyd. But he also could be getting out of prison uh, fairly soon, relatively soon. The verdict could be overturned because of a juror. Uh, it would be juror number 52. Victoria Taft of PJ Media has an update on his now famous T-shirt. She joins us now. <laughs> Victoria, always good to have you on. Thanks for coming on today. Great to come in your world, John. It's great. Uh, yeah, this this juror number 52 is an interesting guy. He is a guy who had at first answered a juror, juror's questionnaire that said he had never been to a protest about police brutality nor having to do with anything pertaining to George Floyd. And it appears that, in fact, it looks very much like he lied. And he did so on that, which is perjury. But furthermore, then we find out a number of problems with his story, not least of which that he supposedly forgot that he had that T-shirt. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't have that T-shirt. It was given to me. And we see him in my latest story uh, pictured wearing the T-shirt during his podcast, which is seen on YouTube. And then we find out that not just is this a shirt pertaining to George Floyd, where you see you see the this slogan, get your knee off our necks. It was at a Washington summit and an honor to the uh, March on Washington by Martin Luther King Jr., hosted by none other than Al Sharpton. And it's called the Get Your Knee Off Our Necks Rally and March. So the guy lied every which way from Sunday just to get on the Chauvin jury, which he described to another radio interviewer as a historic opportunity 
to make a difference, and indeed he did. In fact, he uh, was one of the you know, 12 jurors who said guilty, 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 uh, according to Maxine Waters. And uh, it's just uh, an affront to justice. This was not justice. This is a preordained mob rule that came into a jury pool. And in fact, he said that it took him only not 10 hours, as previously they reported, to come up with a verdict, but rather four or five hours, because most of the time they spent trying to jawbone another juror into submitting to the rest of the jurors and saying he was guilty. Yeah, so uh, let's review. Who is this guy, juror number 52? Juror number 52 is Brandon Mitchell. He's a 30-year-old basketball coach, and he is, uh, his mother's a pastor at a local Minneapolis church, and he is a podcaster. So uh, I suppose he's like many of us. We have many different kinds of jobs that we do. And he is a guy who wanted to get on that jury to make a difference in the world. And indeed he did. So that um, killer cop is now sitting in a jail cell awaiting full sentencing, which will come in a couple of weeks. And uh, so he's done his thing. He's done his victory tour. You'll know, you'll remember, John, that these jurors, if we... You take a look at the previous story about a woman who was a, an alternate juror. I mean, they were certainly cognizant of the fact that there were riots and that they didn't want riots to happen if they made the wrong decision. And indeed, Maxine uh, Waters came to town and urged them not to make the wrong decision and said it must be guilty, guilty, guilty. And of course, he was charged with three charges, which were somewhat, somewhat nonsensical. At least one of them was. So... Uh, yeah, so this is a guy who yeah. was all up in it. He went to Washington, D.C. to be a part of the change, came back, and when he got the opportunity to be on the jury pool, he said he told this radio interviewer that he kept things really chill and low-key so it didn't look as if he was getting excited about anything, and they thought, okay, well, we'll go with this guy. He lied in saying that he never went to a protest march about George Floyd. That deal in Washington was all about George Floyd. Yeah. Um, and um, th- this is not what you're supposed to do when you're on a jury. <laughs> you're not supposed to look at it as your chance to make something happen or, or do some good for people. Just um, imagine what the reaction would, based on you know who this guy is and who we, what we found out about him after the fact. Imagine the uh, the. Well, put it this way: What do you suppose the chances are that a guy like him? Who, with, who, who runs in the circles that he runs in, would have any chance of changing his mind based on the evidence that he might have seen in the, in the, in the uh, trial. It's not, not going to happen. He, he couldn't well, come out of that, I mean, that, that and, and say not yeah. guilty. That, that seems to be the uh, overwhelming thing that I'm seeing from at least the two jurors who have spoken. Uh, he came in with his mind made up. He said it should have been a jury deliberation that lasted no more than 20 minutes in his mind. So in other words, right. he sat through a three-week trial where it was very complex, lots of complex medical testimony, and all sorts of other things like use of force, etc. And, oh, I can figure this out in 20 minutes. Three really complex uh, charges against Derek Chauvin. Oh, yeah, it's guilty, guilty, guilty. It's not a problem. And indeed, the alternate jury, she, I mean, I, I was, I, looked carefully at what she had said to his reporter and it was as if she had never even seen the defense arguments at all. And she was really concerned about riots. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Listen, people, I just want to, I want to put it out there. If you are called for jury duty, you apply the facts and the law as you get them in the courtroom, forget about the mob mentality in the streets Forget about the fake news media and their narratives that they're setting for you. Forget about it all, because you know it ain't true. You've got to get there. You've got to find out what actually happened. That, that stuff that they can prove, not just stories made up in the minds of reporters and activists. And you've got to do right by justice. Justice demands it. This was not justice. How... Um how is it? Would it be possible for the? Uh, did they think it would be possible for the defense attorney, Chauvin's uh, the, uh, defense attorney, 
to even get a, a good jury pool? I mean, what, what made them, uh, I know they tried to get a change of venue, but what made anybody, including the judge, believe that they were going to find 12 people who could, uh, could be counted on to be impartial in that, in that atmosphere? The judge's rationale was that, hey, you can't get a fair trial anywhere. You might as well have it in the place where you least are likely to get a fair trial. I mean, that's basically, I'm, I'm flipping upside down what he said, but he says, yeah. oh, well, you know, there's so much pretrial publicity. I mean, you, everybody's seen that video. You're just going to have to try it here. Blah, blah, blah. It's too expensive. It's too this, too that. The judge could have gone anywhere else and done that trial. He could have gone anywhere else in, in Minnesota and done the trial and indeed should have. Now we know. I mean, he, they, made him, they made him look like a poodle. I mean, frankly, all the activists, I mean, there were riots, there were uh, the gauntlet that the jury had to walk through every single day. When it was announced that the verdict was going to be read, they closed school. I mean, everyone's lives were impacted by this trial in the Minneapolis area, all because they were afraid that Black Lives Matter and Antifa would burn it down. And so as a result, the jurors said, well, you know, are, they were asked, were you worried about this? Are you worried about the fact that this could be a very tender, dry moment and that riots could occur? Are you worried about your safety? Oh, no, oh, no. Well, you know why they weren't is because they were going to give the answer that the mob wanted, irrespective of the, the facts and evidence in case. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, you could see that coming. And it was uh, sad. It was really sad. We're talking to Victoria Taft. I don't think Derek Chauvin, Derek Chauvin, he's not a, he's not a Boy Scout, okay? I, I, I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying that if you're going to put somebody like that on trial, give them a fair trial. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a, kind of a, a concept that's been around for a while. Um, we're talking to Victoria Taft <laughs> of PJ Media. Um, uh, and this guy, uh, juror number 52, he's made it, well, first of all, before I get to that, it, it, I don't know about you, but it's kind of a, a, um, astonishing to me that there are still people out there who don't know that we live in a social media, you can go viral at any time world. I mean, we've been in that world for at least 10 years. Um, what makes somebody think that they can make a statement like that under oath uh, about a T-shirt, and, and he knew full well when he said it that he was on video wearing it somewhere on a podcast that's up there forever. When are people going to understand that you can't get away with stuff like this anymore? I mean, this isn't 1992 when you could say that, and there was really, unless somebody was there with a camera and took your picture, you're, you can get away with a lie. I mean, it's, it's just it's unbelievable that anybody would think that they could get away with that. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's just, oh, I, I, I didn't know I had that shirt. I, I wasn't even aware of that shirt. I didn't even, you know, I, yeah. I, I, my uncle gave me that shirt, or he took a picture, and I forgot about that shirt. Except you wore it on your podcast, and the name of the shirt is the, name, the same name of the protest march you went to in Washington, D.C., yeah. that was attended by George Floyd's brother and sister. And the next time he saw George Floyd, or his brother, was in the courtroom, and he talked about it on his on this interview that he did with this uh, radio host wherein he said that he nearly lost it in the courtroom that day and he didn't want to be that guy. And it made him almost cry what he said. And of course, indeed, uh, that first week of the trial was nothing but a cry fest and it's a horrible crime. It's just, it's a terrible thing that would happen to George Floyd. But, um, you know, let's not lie here, shall we? Let's just be honest. You saw that guy speak at that protest that you went to. And the next time you saw him was in the courtroom and in which you were a juror deciding whether or not a guy's going to go to prison for the rest of his life. I mean, can we just get serious about justice here? George Floyd brought this upon himself, uh, just being arrested. He uh, was high right. on fentanyl. He had a lethal dose, et cetera. You know, all that stuff. And right. the thing is, is that uh, Derek Chauvin, uh, there, there was a lot of evidence to show that he was not on a, he was not aware of the fact that he wasn't breathing. So that would be George Floyd. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a terrible thing. I wish he'd put George Floyd on his side to be in a uh, position where he could breathe. But the fact of the matter is the one guy who did take a look at George Floyd's body, he examined it. He was the medical examiner said, 
if I didn't know about this police thing, I would have ruled this a drug overdose. So Mm -hmm. he had that much drugs in him. Well, uh, is this alone a good enough reason to declare a mistrial, do you think? No, there's I mean, eight I'm not other an attorney. Why. No, there, no, there were eight other reasons. They had a piece yesterday that it was the, the eight righteous reasons why he deserves it, and that guy's sure yeah. is only one of them. And a change of venue, which you brought up, it should have been a change of venue. There have been some attorneys that have disagreed with me. I've called for it from the gate, and uh, I finally... They're coming around, obviously. It clearly was uh, between that location, the intimidation, publicity. It was overwhelming. And uh, so those are two things that the attorney, the defense attorney, Eric Nelson, brought up in a motion to get a retrial. The other thing was that the jurors, he insisted, should have been sequestered from the gate. And they were going out and about, and, uh, you know, they were not told to to put down their smartphones. They said, don't watch TV or read the papers. Uh, Don't read about the trial. Well, I mean, this just goes to show that the the judge wasn't terribly savvy about such things. Uh, They should have had their phones taken away from them and put in sequestration, which is a very difficult thing to do for people. Uh, People don't like to be locked up. Just ask people who live in Michigan under Gretchen Whitmer, and they'll tell you. But uh, but the thing is, is that it was probably in the right thing to do in justice. Uh, prosecutorial misconduct took place all over the place in this trial. Uh, George Floyd's drug dealer was given the fifth, so he wouldn't have to uh, he wouldn't have to testify. But the problem was that uh, the, the salient point that perhaps should have been brought up is the fact that he took the fifth because he knew he had just given George Floyd all these drugs and he could have been responsible for his death, but that was never brought up in the jury before the jury. So he got, he got the state and um, the jury instructions, the attorney took issue with the jury instructions having to do with the, the police presence and the police uh, different set of responsibility vis-a-vis what you know you and I would be saddled with. Also the jury instructions didn't clearly spell out, uh, how one might go about separating the different um, and the, the different charges, and then cumulative witnesses crying. You know, the first week spent crying. Uh, then you know, it was uh, Andrew Bronca, who did an excellent job covering the trial over legal insurrection, said, you know, if you some you see something happen at the stadium, you don't ask forty five thousand people at the stadium what they saw, and because it will overwhelm the narrative, it will overwhelm the proceedings and indeed that's what happened we had people who were in the crowd that were yelling at the cops and taking photos of the cops who said who said oh it was a terrible thing it was ter-. The, the, the attorney the prosecutor in this case they brought her in for a couple of days and then they cut her loose her, her basic question to these people was oh what happened how did it make you feel it was insulting it was absolutely insulting it was horrible we all know it it would be horrible for that poor 14-year-old girl to see all that stuff, which she did. She's the one who took the video that we all know. And um, the thing is, is that they just ignored, just ignored it, the cumulative effect. It, that's actually something you cannot do in a criminal trial. I mean, I, I like more fudge sauce on my ice cream, too, but there comes a point where it's too much and overwhelms the ice cream. Well, that's what happened with these witnesses. Indeed, that's what happened with the medical witnesses, too. They had different tranches of um, witnesses and the medical witnesses. They, 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 I'm not kidding, John. There was a guy who the left loves this guy. He was the star of the show to them. He testified that, you know, you know, fentanyl, it's not good for you, but it, it's probably not going to kill you. There are people out yeah, there right. driving cars with fentanyl. And, and, oh, by the way, 90% of the people smoking don't have a problem with cigarettes. I mean, yeah, I have, hey, Victoria, I have 30, I have 30 seconds left. Where, where is this going to go? Uh, he'll get any trial if there's justice. You think so? I think so. He has to. This is outrageous. Okay, well, hey, I, trial. yeah, I mean, uh, it, there's the stuff that's coming out now, it's going to be hard for them not, not to overturn it, but who knows the way things are going these days. I, I appreciate it, uh, you coming on, Victoria. Sorry I'm out of time. Thanks, John. Okay, that's Victoria Taft of PJ Media. Always good to have her on. Check her out at pjmedia.com and see what she found out about 
this juror number 52. You'll be amazed. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Florida's governor has signed a sweeping elections bill into law. Ben Thomas reports. Under the new rules, ballot drop boxes must be supervised and would only be available when elections offices and early voting sites are open. To protect against so-called ballot harvesting, an electoral good Samaritan can only collect and return the ballots of immediate family and no more than two from unrelated people. The law extends a no-influence zone to 150 feet around polling places, and election officials would have to let candidates and other observers witness some key election night moments in the ballot handling process. Violations could prompt hefty fines. I'm Ben Thomas. President Biden will push the case for his $2.3 trillion infrastructure plan in the usual GOP stronghold state of Louisiana. The president visits Lake Charles today. This is SRN News. If you're a radio listener, one thing I'm certain of is that you're not tuning in to listen to me. So I'm sorry about the next 45 seconds. But we have specifically chose this station because we think we're similar and we love for you to see why our mortgage team might be a good fit for you or someone you care about. One, we've got a direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. There's no middleman, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Two, our faith is a big deal to us, and we're open about that. If we seem like a fit for you, we'd love to talk. We are United Faith Mortgage. UnitedFaithMortgage.com. Nice. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1330. Ryan Rack, Animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Mike Gallagher believes some don't want to get back to normal. If we let the Democrats go down this path of all these mandates and forcing people to get the vaccine, they'll have complete control forever. The Democrats don't want COVID to ever go away. They think this is going to be their way of government dependence forever. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The answer. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do, to protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. 2021 is the perfect time to add a healthy new habit to your daily wellness routine. Good nasal hygiene. We all know there's bad stuff in the air, allergens, bacteria, viruses, and that some of it's very dangerous. So what can you do to protect yourself? Well, you can clean your nose with Navage. Your nose is the body's air filter, and with Navage, you help your body defend itself by flushing out the crud and germs. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage, the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage is easy to use, affordable, and it has over 40,000 online reviews averaging 4.7 stars. Join millions of Navage users to relieve congestion and allergies, breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. At Navage.com, CVS, Walgreens, Bed Bath, Target, and Rite Aid. You wash your hands and brush your teeth every day. Let 2021 be the year you start cleaning your nose with Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Navage. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer Mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Staying busy out there on our highways with that delay on the inbound Parkway East. Farstills to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Also, heavy 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Altogether, looks like about an extra 12 minutes for that whole stretch. On the Parkway West, looking pretty backed up with an accident blocking the left lane inbound as you approach Green Tree. You're jammed from 79 on down. On Route 8 outbound, slowing 28 to Saxonburg Boulevard. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
Considerable clouds for tonight. A couple of late night showers, the low 43. Cool tomorrow, variable cloudiness. We'll see brief morning showers, followed by a couple of thunder showers in the afternoon. Storms can bring small hail. Tomorrow we'll see a high of 53. Saturday, a brief morning shower. Otherwise, it'll be cool with times of clouds and sunshine. Saturday will reach a high of 52. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Now, Pete Buttigieg, uh, also known as Alfred E. Newman, was in town today. He's the big guy's uh, in way over his head transportation secretary. His qualifications for the job uh, apparently are that he was not a, a very good mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and he likes trains so much that he chose a train station as the spot for proposing to the guy who's now his husband. Well, Keith uh, Rothfuss is a former congressman from Western PA. He represented the 12th District from 2013 to 2019, and he joins us now. Keith, thanks for being here. Good to be with you, John. How are you today? Good, good. So um, how can anybody be against spending trillions of dollars to repair bridges? Well, how, how could you have a problem with that? Well, number one, it's not to repair bridges. Uh, you take oh. a look at what President Biden has proposed, this $2.2 trillion. They call it the American Jobs Plan. I call it the American Bankruptcy Plan. Of the $2.2 trillion, only a fraction of that, depending on what numbers you're looking at, between 150 and $500 billion of it are for infrastructure, roads, bridges, uh, sewage, uh, sewer authorities, uh, our, our locks and dams, uh, ports, airports, traditional kind of infrastructure projects. The rest of it, is a grab bag of, of liberal wish list, you know, U.S. government, Washington, D.C., taking control of this sector of the economy or that sector of the economy. A lot of AOC's Green New Deal is buried in here. You know, setting up a program to, to retrofit 2 million houses. You, you know, you take a look at the last year that we've been through, the $6 trillion uh, that we spent uh, in responding to the COVID pandemic, the CARES Act last March, the $1.9 trillion uh, party line vote that they rammed through in, uh, earlier this year in Washington, D.C., very little of it actually for COVID. Uh, but we're just swimming in red ink right now. Uh, the national debt was $22 trillion before the COVID pandemic began. That's a huge number. Now it's up to $28 trillion. And here comes Joe Biden with another $2 trillion that he wants to spend. Uh, and it's not infrastructure. So just remember that. This is not an infrastructure bill, no matter what they call it. Uh, it's going to help China. It's going to hurt American competitiveness. When you're going to, he wants to pay for all the spending with raising taxes on American businesses and on people who make. We don't know what the the, the cutoff line is right now because he keeps on changing that. Is it four hundred thousand? Is it four hundred thousand a couple? Whatever. Um, but the the bottom line is, this bill is going to help China because it's going to raise taxes on American businesses to a rate higher than Chinese businesses pay. And then it's going to start doing things like monkeying with our electric grid. We don't want to end up like Texas did uh, when they had their recent uh, cold snap. You know, we came very close a number of years ago to the grid going down in New England because of the unreliable energy supplies that were coming. And they even had to import natural gas from a tanker from Russia. That's not the way to go. We know we need to be using the resources we have, responsible, prudent development, but keep infrastructure with infrastructure. And um, the Biden administration really likes Pittsburgh, though. Um, he, he announced his American jobs plan here in Pittsburgh back on March 31st. What should we? And then uh, Pete shows up today. What, what, what of all this? You know, Focus it's funny Pittsburgh. that Pete didn't. I don't think Pete went to the Mon Valley. Maybe he, he I don't know where, everywhere he went today. But uh, yeah. look, the U.S. Steel last week canceled a billion dollar investment in its steel facilities here in Western PA that would have employed a thousand union workers. Now you talk about an American jobs plan. It would be nice if we would have had that construction done here in Western Pennsylvania to produce steel here in Western Pennsylvania. But again, U.S. Steel is looking long-term. They're looking at local regulatory issues. They're looking at the Biden administration that wants to raise taxes on American businesses and then start to pick apart every single manufacturing facility that might have one ounce of carbon coming out of it. Look, China is not going to start stop doing this. China is building the equivalent 
uh, uh, number of coal power plants that could power the entire country of Germany right now. Meanwhile, we're taking our energy assets offline, canceling the Keystone XL pipeline. Again, canceling thousands of jobs. Has anybody looked at the price of gas lately at the gas pump? Here we go. It's almost like we're back to the future and back to the 70s with the big government in Washington, D.C. hurting our, our energy and getting ready for uh, some significant inflation that's already out there. Yeah, and uh, Pat Toomey, a Republican, says he thinks there's a chance of getting 10 uh, Republicans to vote for this. I mean, obviously he wants the, some compromises, you know, but yeah, are you buying I think that? that what, what Pat is talking about, Senator Toomey is talking about, uh, is the Republican proposal, which is a it's an infrastructure proposal for five or six hundred billion dollars that actually Joe Manchin from a uh, Democrat uh, senator from West Virginia uh, uh, seemed to say some good things about. But take again a look at the Biden plan includes building out five hundred thousand electrical vehicle charging stations. You know, I drove by the Sheets up in Wexford recently, and, and there are a number of charging stations there at the Sheets uh, for Tesla. For, for electric vehicles to charge up right there. That was done yeah. without a federal program. And here comes Joe Biden wants to build 500,000 of these charging stations across the United States. Where was the federal program when gas stations were built out 100 years ago as, as automobiles began to come, uh, come online? This is just yeah. crazy. Um, and then another $400 billion program to take over home health care. <laughs> Again, issue after issue, they slip in this provision where they're going to abolish the secret secret ballot for people when they want to choose a union no longer will you have a that that sanctity of the secret ballot again this is just a, a liberal wish list run amok yeah and um uh, it's interesting you mentioned the charging stations i had a story here yesterday i don't know if you've seen it um in california one out of five uh people who owned electric cars are going back to either have already gone back to gasoline or are going to go back to gasoline because of the uh, the inconvenience uh, that goes with charging and the fact that you know, the, the example I gave was that a, a a new it's a Mustang Mach something or other it's an electric vehicle you can if you charge it for an hour you can go three minutes uh, three miles. Uh, but it takes uh, three minutes to fill up the regular Mustang, and you can go 300 miles. Well, uh, there and you so go. So people are backing away from the electric cars. Well, in addition to that, you know, all this emphasis we've had, and look, bicycling is great, uh, um, but you have all these streets being overtaken with, with bicycle lanes. You know, I'm old enough to remember inflation from the 70s. I also remember, yeah. the, remember the photos of where we felt sorry for all the people in China who had to commute on bicycles because it wasn't a wealthy nation. Uh, so you remember those pictures of the, the thousands of people riding the bikes and, uh, in China to get to work, and now they're driving cars in China to get to work. But it's like we're going in the reverse direction here. They're forcing us onto bikes and making it too expensive for us to drive in vehicles. Yeah, uh, but is there any disagreement anywhere about the need to repair, repair bridges around the country? I mean, not in a... Not, not at all. Again, that's that that is an initiative that we should be working on. I, I was a big advocate for making sure our locks and dams uh, were were functioning. We got uh, uh, high risk if we don't repair these dams, particularly the one in Beaver County, the Montgomery Dam, that that could fail in the next ten years, and that would be a catastrophe for our inland waterway system. Um, so yeah, we have to put the resources into uh, our infrastructure. But again, this is not an infrastructure bill, and, and what. The Senate Republicans have proposed is 25 percent of the spending level, but still taking care of our infrastructure uh, and not going down this liberal wish list of federalizing everything you can imagine uh, at a time when we really cannot continue to print the money the way we have been over the past year. Yeah, and um, it's a it's an old Democratic um method you know an old democratic plan is you just throw money at everything um and how many times does that have to fail before democrats figure out that it doesn't work and i'm not talking about democrats in necessarily in government but democratic voters they keep falling for it well i, I, I take a look at the the 
liberal Democrats who are in office who really believe that the federal government is the answer to every single problem. So they launched a war on poverty back in the 1960s, spent trillions of dollars, and that did not move the needle one bit on the poverty rate. Uh, you, you have the Affordable Care Act come in and, uh, 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Is health care any more affordable? No, it's not. Look at everybody's premiums and co pays and deductibles that have skyrocketed. Uh, again, when you start to deliver uh, flexible programs with more choice and, uh, and and let the people choose the option and let the people be the driver, uh, that's when you start to see uh, costs being contained. But now when the government comes in and says, oh, it's going to cost this and we're going to control that, and now we're going to set up the power grid and we're going to pick the winners and the losers. And he, remember, anybody remember Solyndra and the other uh, yeah. uh, energy companies, the, the solar energy companies that went under because of this liberal wish list. Look, we got to be responsible and prudent with our environment. Cheap, abundant, reliable electricity is what has driven cost of living uh, increases in our society. Uh, but that's all threatened with this uh, Washington, D.C. controlled dream, dream list uh, um, that, that uh, they're somehow going to manage everything right out of Washington, D.C., we're talking to Keith Rothfuss. He's a former congressman from Western PA, and he's uh, reacting to the visit here today by Pete Buttigieg, the um, transportation secretary, who's talking about, uh, well, trying to sell uh, the big guys' um, jobs, trillion-dollar-plus trillion, uh, jobs plan. It, uh, and Keith, is there, is there any better example of the government making things worse then what's happening now with businesses not being able to find people to work because, well, first of all, the government put them out of business by overreacting to the COVID uh, hysteria and then uh, extending uh, employment, unemployment benefits to the point where there's no reason for somebody to go back to a job uh, when they can make just as much uh, from the go- getting a government, not even a check anymore, an automatic deposit in your bank account. I mean, not, I see stories everywhere. They can't find workers. Yeah, not necessarily just as much as they'd be making, but more. Oh, more, yeah. They went to work. And so it's against people's economic self-interest to go back to work. Uh, look, this is a, um, the naivete that you have with some of the people in Washington, D.C., from the president on down, and, and members of Congress who passed all of this. And again, this is, uh, uh, the bill is coming due for this. Uh, Janet Yellen, just a day or two ago, our Treasury Secretary, let the cat out of the bag and said, oh yeah, we are concerned about inflation and we might have to raise interest rates. Oops. And then she backed off a couple hours later. But we mm-hmm. see it in the cost of housing, up 11% in February. Anybody who's been trying to fill up their gas tank is seeing it. The price of food is going up. Uh, You look at the commodity prices, the farm prices, uh, everything is going up. And that's what happens when you have the federal government come in, just create a lot of money out of thin air, and then you keep going. And then you threaten to raise taxes, which is going to slow down the economy. And then you threaten more regulations. Look, we, we, before the pandemic hit, we were going great guns on the economy. We had the lowest unemployment in 50 years. Incomes were actually increasing for the first time in decades. It was a, a good model of low taxes, reduced regulations. And that's another thing. When Biden comes in and cuts back uh, uh, on the efforts of the Trump administration to roll back those regulations, guess what's going to happen? The cost of infrastructure projects are going to go up. And the delays are going to go up. It shouldn't take 12 years to get approvals to build a road or a pipeline. But that's what it was taking. You would submit an application. It would go off into a black hole somewhere. You never hear from the federal bureaucracies. Uh, President Trump was keen on reducing those wait times and making sure that bureaucrats were going to be held accountable if they were holding up a project. But here we go. You're going to have to check every single project that's done to see what the if it's going to release an extra carbon atom and if it does well then we're going to have to have an offset somewhere and really if you think about it uh keith wh- why should people in iowa have their talks uh, their tax dollars spent to fix a bridge in mckeesport i mean i know that there's the interstate's a different issue interstate highway that's a federal thing but 
you know, why why am I paying? Why am I having money taking taken out of my paycheck to pay for a for a bridge well, in Keokuk, Iowa that needs to be well, well, and uh, yeah, because it, it, it goes both ways. There was a with the Congress is bringing back earmarks, and we remember the yeah. earmark abuses of the bridge to nowhere in Alaska. And somewhere in Des Moines, Iowa, I understand there's a tropical rainforest that was built with yeah. with, uh, with federal taxpayers' dollars. Look, if the local community think that's a good idea, that, that that hey, more power to you. But when you're looking at the things that we have committed to pay for, like Social Security and Medicare, um, medical research, uh, important infrastructure, national defense, taking care of our veterans, you you just can't keep turning around to the federal government for everything on your wish list. Well, Keith, I'm about out of time here. I have less than a minute left. Just um, where is this thing going to end up, do you think? Uh, is is this going to get enough uh, compromise, first of all, and then is it going to get 10 senators to vote for it? Well, ten, I, I do not see there will not be 10 senators who will vote for Joe Biden's plan. I think you will find 10 Republican senators who would vote for the slimmed down $600 billion package that Senate Republicans have put together. Uh, that even Senator Joe Manchin, Democrat from West Virginia, has expressed uh, some interest in. Uh, but for the, the, the takeover that is represented in this $2.2 trillion fiasco, this liberal uh, uh, pipe dream, really, uh, I, I can't see uh, all of this uh, getting through. And that's why it's important for people to let their representatives and senators know how they feel. Um, they shouldn't be doing a takeover of this industry or that industry or that sector of the economy or this sector of the economy. Number one, we don't have the resources because inflation's coming and higher taxes are coming. And we'd rather have uh, people keep their own money and not be confronted with skyrocketing costs. Well, I'm out of time, Keith. I appreciate you coming on. I didn't get a chance to talk to you about shovel-ready jobs that uh, were ready 10 years ago and still haven't been done yet, but we'll try that next time. Hey, it's good talking to you. Thanks, John. <laughs> Thank you. That's Keith Rothfuss, a former congressman from Western PA. We'll be right back. of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Our cat mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, Zippy and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them, to live long, healthy, happy lives. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just tried this wonderful, catalicious Dynavite for cats, and my cat has been on it for two weeks. She is not scratching anymore. She's not chewing anymore. It is just the best. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for cats was coming out because I would seen the changes in my dog. To introduce my cat to Dynavite, I took the advice from Dynavite and put their food on top of just a scoop in the bowl just to get them used to it because I know if I even switch one little thing, they put their nose up to it. There was not one problem. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offers valid through 63021. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. 
We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, time for a Canada update. I've been giving you these uh, as we go along. As you know, uh, if you listen to the program uh, often enough, I have our family owns property up there. And we haven't been able to go up for, it'll be our second summer without being able to go there because we can't get over the border. But uh, more important than my problem is that this is a story that should be uh, getting more attention. Not my story, but the story of what's happening in Ontario specifically and Canada uh, in general should be getting much more attention. Because what's happening is that um, the the uh, the healthcare system in Canada is being exposed and liberals and Democrats everywhere point to Canada uh, and say this, you know, we should have a single-payer health care system, and it should be all federal. But I just came across a story today where the health minister of Ontario, she said that uh, they're, you're still not allowed to play golf, tennis. You're not allowed to do anything outside up there in Ontario yet. But she says that uh, the number of COVID-19 hospitalizations in patients in intensive care units would have to go down. And this is the key thing. And a backlog of surgeries would have to be worked through before the ban on outdoor sports and other restrictions can be lifted. The healthcare system has failed up there, and the COVID uh, issue has exposed it. And the the reason that they are locking people in their homes is because they don't have enough hospital beds to take care of them. Not because of COVID, but because their healthcare system stinks. I'll talk to you tomorrow. John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.